So we're slowly breaking away from the industrial side in this environment and getting married towards the monetary side. Okay, good morning, all. I'm Vince Lancey for Arcadia Economics. What we'd like to do today is kind of uh, follow the pattern we did last week. I think that was uh, well-received, and let's keep doing that. So we'll start off with a news recap of last week's items that I thought that caught my eye. And uh, we'll go through some market analysis, some brief market analysis. Uh, and I want to talk about central bank digital currencies and their progress, uh, simply because aside from the fact that we all need to stay uh, up on these things, uh, uh, gold and indirectly silver will be involved in them. So I want to give you an update on that. Uh, but I think the thing that would be most interesting to people is I have mentioned um, in the last couple of weeks that I'm getting on board for miners per se. And, and, and fundamental analysis was my original background, but I need to bone up. So I do get reports on miners uh, several a week. This week, I want to uh, go through a report that I haven't looked at yet, except to download it. I want to go through it in real time with you to show you how uh, a professional reads reports uh, uh, quickly, as opposed to drilling down on the numbers, which always has to happen as well. But the, the first read of the report, and I promise you, I haven't read this yet, uh, which could be a disaster, right? Um, but let's get started on that. So here we go. Uh, we got some we got some uh, market activity on the right for you. It's Monday at eight forty five. All right, so on the left, we have um, our agenda, the news recap, uh, market analysis after that. That'll be very brief. Uh, we'll talk about the CBDCs. I have a little three-minute video to show you for that, which should be interesting, will be interesting. If it's not, well, you need to wake up. Um, okay, and then the, the, the research reports, Viper, which I've left up here. And I haven't read this except to look at, the, except to look at it right now. Uh, I promise you. So why don't we start with the news? Right. If you remember last week, uh, there were a lot of dots that I was connecting among the news and giving you a story. There aren't a lot of dots to connect this week. There aren't a lot of silver stories uh, per se, but uh, there, you know, there, there's this is a, a regular week, right? Okay, so why don't we start with this? The news recap. So that's 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 Goldfix's homepage, and let's look at some stories that we found. You know, stories that are accessible. JP Morgan's massive gold derivative short position may be larger than the bank's assets. Yes, that doesn't mean it's at risk. They have other assets that are smaller than their derivatives. And I want to play it down, but yes, it's ridiculous. The takeaway from this is, remember last year when JP Morgan and Citibank moved all their gold derivatives off from, from the FX side to the gold side? That was a signpost. That was uh, a warning that they were going to start uh, managing that risk. And uh, Lieb, who's you know no amateur, uh, understands this. Uh, Russian gold production soars. That's uh, a significant statement there. It doesn't mean Russia's buying gold. It means Russia's making gold. Um, and why are they making gold? Well, they're, they're making gold because that's their money. Uh, but they've also, I'll give you the, just the story, there's also a lot of domestic demand now. And that domestic demand is driven by, while well, we're looking at the world going, you know, for example, we're looking at the world and we're going, oh, shit, uh, everyone's de-dollarizing. Let's get out of dollars and buy gold and silver. In Russia, 
The problem is the opposite, but the cure is the same, right? Uh, oh, we the ruble isn't being accepted. I know what the ruble strong right now, but that's not the point. The ruble isn't being accepted anywhere. We're 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 in a little bit of a deflationary problem. We're not making as much money. Quick, put your money in something safe. And uh, Russia has responded by making, uh, uh, by producing more gold, by creating a blockchain gold product. Keep that in mind. That's what's going to happen across the world. Um, let's see. Stocks are the new silver. Okay, there's a couple other stories in there, but and this this is the one that we care about for the CBDC thing here. But stocks are the new silver. This isn't about silver per se, but there's a story that I didn't write about, and I'm going to tell you that's directly relevant to where I got this this concept. Where is that? Here we go. Dear stock pals, welcome to the Comex. Okay, you conspiracy theorists are going to love this uh, uh, because you're right. Okay. Zero date options, the least expensive notional options on earth are increasingly stronger, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Let's go to the bolded area. The stock market as a lead-in has become very thin, thinly traded on the exchanges and more of the significant volume, the players are trading in what are called dark pools uh, or off exchange or what we used to call in metals, OTC, over-the-counter market. And what's happened is the world is looking at the indexes on the exchanges. This is going to be about silver. And it's saying, oh, that's the price. And billions of dollars are trading off exchange. And then the price moves from that. So this is this is the tail, right? This is the dog. And the dog is now being whacked by the tail. Or at least the price uh, tail is being whacked by the uh, dog. All right. So this reminded me of something in the 90s. Uh, Reading now, exactly like silver in the 90s, when the OTC did five times the floor volume, but everyone watched the COMEX price for Qs, and we all got manipulated. Right, so in a nutshell, I'm going to tell you how, not tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe to you why everything that you've thought about that for years is right. Um, the COMEX, or any lit exchange where the price is disseminated globally, that price is relied upon. That's a marketing tool. Oh, that's what it's worth. That's what it's worth. That's what it's worth. And while a million people are looking at it with their one lots at the price there, that price is referenced for a billion dollars worth of metal trading over the counter. And that price, the behavior, the initial behavior is hidden from the market. And then the market will react to it. But the point is, I'm buying a billion ounces of silver. Let's see, I'll make a number up. I'm buying a billion ounces of silver here, right? Well, my first trade on the exchange will be to sell it so the price goes lower. I can sell 50 contracts down a dime to buy 1,000 contracts over the counter. So you manipulate the floor price. We're all familiar with this. You manipulate the floor price to get the price you want over the counter. Now, I gave you an example of the market going up or someone who wants to buy. The truth of the matter is for years, it's been like this. It's like, there are people who are long silver and there are banks that don't want them to be long silver. They want them to sell it. And so the banks can sell, spoof the market lower with a 50 lot to get a 5,000 lot to trade lower. That's the silver market of the 90s. And, and the O's and the 10s, right? Um, and uh, the 20s too. Uh, but the, the point is, 
The point is what you saw in silver, you're now seeing in stocks. And that's a sign of a broken market. Okay, next. Some stories that I did see. Uh, Bank of America strategist predicts gold will rise to, let me make that a little bit bigger, could reach 2,500 an ounce in 2023. We, this came out like Wednesday. You guys saw this already, right? You saw it Monday when I walked through the report with you. So this is why you're here. This is why you're with Arcadia Economics and why hopefully you're enjoying yourself with me. All right, second story that I noticed was silver market fundamental strong as it enters a new era of supply deficits. We all know this, this is not new news. However, it's getting more traction in the press. So I'm paying attention to that a little bit. Um, and the third one is Indian demand drives up silver jewelry fabrication, plus 29, I don't know what that means, probably 29% to record high. Uh, that isn't new at all to me, but it is a uh, verification of all that silver demand that people like Chris, I mean, Chris pointed out to me, I wasn't that familiar with it. Cindy was like, well, when everyone when Russia was buying gold and he was buying silver, well, where's that silver? Well, some of that silver is jewelry demand. And that means that, that some of it, at least some of it, some of it might've been for another country like Russia, uh, some of it was for domestic demand. And so you're seeing that silver work its way through the system. Why is that bullish? That's not bullshit silver. That's not silver being bought for an arbitrage. That's not buying to sell it. That's not silver that's going to make its way back to exchange. All right. So uh, there's that. Here's the Bank of America story as posted on Bitcoin uh, three days ago. And here is a post on Goldfix and shared with you on Monday last week. Here's the silver market fundamentals strong story uh, on mining.com. Uh, these stories are all over the place, but, but, and you may be like, oh, I've read this before, who cares? But what matters is you want to see how many people are reading them. More people are reading them. Braided awareness is going up. People care more. Uh, the jewelry one for Indian demand. I thought it was interesting that the place that I found this most uh, was a fashion network, uh, which is kind of cool. And I say it's kind of cool. It means it means that uh, uh, the the desire for the metal is no longer just in the metal community. It's in the fashion community. Like you know, if you remember in the eighties, uh, kids were wearing uh, kids made were wearing, uh, uh, especially the girls were in gold and silver jackets. If you remember those windbreakers, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, so let's go to the one story that I think is relevant for all of our continuing knowledge of what's going on in the world of money. All right, so I did a post, one of my longer posts, on why are central banks really buying gold? Now, when I say gold in these conversations, you say silver, gold, silver. It's the same thing. And I've gone through this before and I'll go through it again, right? Uh, silver is gold, but it's better. But this is what I want to show you. This article is about, you know, me hypothesizing why central banks are really buying gold. And sovereign wealth funds are buying silver like Indian. Well, there was a video out about two months ago that I spotted. Actually, Zoltan Pozar uh, alerted me to it, not indirectly to one of the stories. And uh, I want to share that with you now. This video is about a new electronic network that will link the world's central bank digital currencies. 
in a blockchain system. The reason this is important for them is because they need to do they. This is, by the way, this is the East, right? They need to continue to do trade without hiccups. And they're not using, they're not going to use dollars anymore. I want to use the ruble. You want to use the yuan. You want to use the Thai bot, whatever. Uh, but we, we, we need to trust each other without a uniform currency. So each country is going to make a digital currency. And that digital currency, the reason digital matters is because, not because it's digital, because it's blockchain. If it's blockchain, then it can be verified. Well, what can be verified? Exactly. So the, the, the currencies become fungible on this new platform. But what really matters is the blockchain, which will verify what's behind the currencies, which will verify the commodity, uh, the gold. All right, so they're not going to mention that here, but let's go through the video. There's a multi-day delay between payment and settlement for a typical cross-border transaction processed via the correspondent banking network. Conceptually, central bank digital currency, CBDC, can be used to substantially increase transaction speed from taking several days to near real time, while also reducing costs by up to half. The multiple CBDC bridge or Enbridge project is a cooperation between the BIS Innovation Hub Hong Kong Center, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, the Bank of Thailand, the Digital Currency Institute of the People's Bank of China, and the Central Bank of the United Arab Emirates. Okay. Just to pause that for a second. If you're trying to wrap your head around that, structurally, it's like the United States Federal Reserve. You have the Federal Reserve in the middle, and then you have and then you have uh, uh, regional banks. So these are regions. I mean, they're all Asian regions, but they're regions. And all these regions are going to be places that uh, have access to this platform. And they're also going to have vaults. And in those vaults is going to be gold and silver. And that's how it works. I want to make sure the gold is there. I want to make sure the silver is there before I transact with you. Boom, blockchain verifies, we do the trade. Anyway, let's go on. To enhance the efficiency, lower transaction costs, and streamline the regularity compliance requirements among different jurisdictions by using digital currencies and distributed ledger technology. To further test, improve, and expand the functionality of the Enbridge trial platform, a total of 22 private sector participants from four participating jurisdictions have identified 15 potential business use cases where CBDCs can be used to speed up payment and settlement. International trade, international trade settlement, programmable trade finance, supply chain financing, interoperability with digital trade finance platforms, Capital market transactions, atomic settlement of tokenized corporate bonds, security. Atomic settlement. Of, there's so many good things in here. Atomic settlement, tokenized corporate bonds means being able to settle individually, which means access to each individual person. I mean, it's all about control. FX spot, futures and derivatives, wealth management connect, digital native corporate bond issuance, dual currency FX derivative, other potential use cases. Okay, we're going to stop there, but you get the idea. So uh, here's here's the best part. They don't show it to you on the screen at the same time, so I put it together for you. This is the Embridge, and who's at the middle of it? The Bank of International Settlements. The Central Bank of Central Banks is at the middle of this, and you've got China, you've got Hong Kong, you've got the UAE, and you've got the Bank of Thailand. That means the West is involved, 
right? But more importantly, the BIS is involved. And that means gold is involved because they want to manage the price of gold. So the BIS is going to make sure that you have gold. You have gold. So look at these four banks in the gold prospect as JP Morgan, Citibank. See how that works? Okay. All these institutions are managing uh, international flows. We're going to be buying oil from, you know, China's going to buy oil from Thailand. I mean, they're not, but let's just say they are, right? Okay, I want to pay you in yuan. The BIS sits in the middle and the BIS, like a bank, right? Sits in the middle. That's all they do is sit in the middle and they make sure that uh, the gold is where you say it is, the oil is where you say it is, and that's where the blockchain comes in. So the BIS sits in there and gives it legitimacy. But this is what's happening now, you know? And if you're like, oh, well, well, what about the West? Well, the West is going to do this too. The West is going to have its own platform that connects. Will this be the platform that they use in the East? It might be, it might not be, but it doesn't matter. There's other platforms out there. It doesn't matter. This platform will exist and other platforms will exist. It's kind of like the car is being invented. Everyone's got a car now. There's like 500 car companies back in the day, right? Well, someone's going to do this just like this, only better or worse. But this is the concept. This is what's coming. <clears throat> Central bank digital currencies are a legitimate, positive way for countries that aren't using the dollar to transact business when they don't, they don't even trust each other, when they don't trust each other. And all that said, it's like, well, I need to know that you have the gold as opposed to having it flown here. And blockchain supposedly solves that problem. We'll see. Anyway, so that's it. That's what I wanted to show you. Uh, an update, CBDC is happening. It's already happening. BIS has their fingers in that pie, which means the West has their fingers in that pie because the West has their fingers in BIS. And now you know how it's going. So here's the markets. So we got copper up two and a half percent today. Silver up. Ooh, silver's up three point three six percent. Some data must have come out today. I didn't look at the data today. Uh, gold is up three quarters of a percentage point. That's good. You like to see silver doing this for the last two months. We can look at silver compared to gold and say it's underperformed relative to gold. And you'd be right based on its starks, but people are buying gold because of fear of bankruptcy, fear of inflation. What they're not buying silver for is industrial. And you can see that manifest. Copper has been on a downslope for something here. We're going to a weekly or a monthly. Copper has been, for this four-month period, copper has been down, right? Look at and look at gold in the lower right-hand corner. Gold has been up, right? And silver has behaved more like gold than it behaves like copper. That's good. You, you're silver is slowly breaking away from the industrial side in this environment and getting married towards the monetary side. Now, if copper takes off, well, what's going to stop silver? And you're seeing a snapshot of that today. So that's it for that. Let's look at the report. All right. We're going to read this. Silver Viper announced that it closed a non-brokered private placement financing for gross proceeds of around $3.3 million. Maybe blurry. It's the best I can do. I'm going to read it to you. We expect the funds to be primarily used for exploration, including an initial 5,000-meter drill program at its La Virginia AUAG project, option for 100% in Mexico. Okay, stop right there. Here's how I read that the first time I read it. 
When someone is raising money, you want to know what they're using it for. Are they paying down debt? This is how you read a report. Are they paying down debt? Because that's good. Uh, are they buying back shares? That's good, but not for the operation. Are they reducing it? Are they uh, uh, selling a problem? That's bad. It's good, but it's mostly bad, right? Are they growing the primary business? And that's what this is. So Viper is using the money. Well, they, they expect, right? We expect the funds to be primarily used for exploration. So they're using the money to bring up silver. That's their job. That's good. That's a sign of a company that is uh, growing. Now, we believe the company is now well-funded to execute on its 2023 exploration and drilling plans that should result in an updated mineral resource estimate, MRE, for La Virginia, Q423, Q124. We also view the restructured La Virginia option agreement positively as it results in a material reduction in cash payments to earn out the option. Okay, that's something that as an analyst, I would drill down on. My guess is they had an option agreement. See this up here? Option for 100%. They had an option agreement that might have been at worse terms. And they've, according to this, they've renegotiated them for better terms. So this is all good information. Um, in our view, this should allow Silver Viper to deploy that money on exploration, which should ultimately help increase shareholder value. Okay, all reasonable stuff. Conclusions that I would make as, as an analyst and as an investor. All right. Funded for exploration at La Virginia in 2023. The company issued around 33 million units as part of the financing for gross proceeds of 3.3 million. Each unit was priced at 10 cents a unit and comprised one sh common share and one warrant. Okay, the warrant is what matters if you're an investor. It's a call, one more shares. Uh, each warrant entitles the holder to receive, to acquire one share of the company at 20 cents. So basically it's a call struck at 20 cents. So you have dilution risk above 20 cents. Uh, you would watch how the market, how the stock behaves at 20 cents. That's it. Silver Viper plans to use the net proceeds to continue service exploration. Uh, it's not a bad thing for a business. I'm talking about how the, how the market reacts there. Uh, service exploration, including mapping and sampling and preparation of drilling at its laboratory project. It also plans to use a portion of the funds for working capital requirements. Another gender corp. So as an analyst, I want to know what working capital requirements they want to use that money for. How much? But, you know, my guess is these guys have done that work. 2023 drilling should culminate in resource update. Interesting. Okay. We expect 2023 drilling to target higher grade mineralization at depth. Uh, recent geophysics identified targets at depth of El Ruby and elsewhere on the project. There are also known high grade blocks at the bottom of the pit shell that were unable to. This is all over my pay grade. At one time, I kind of knew this stuff. When able to be included in 2023 MRE due to insufficient tonnage, we believe these targets represent low-hanging fruit for inclusion in the MRE update. In our view, the planned 5,000-meter drill program should be sufficient to define a resource. Okay, so my takeaway from that is they have the money now, they have the tools now, and they apparently have, uh, according to these guys, <clears throat> a good assessment of the site. In my mind, as an investor, as an analyst, I'm watching the schedule. I don't know this, but how many months does it take to see progress? How long is it going to take for them to get confirmation or progress or, I don't know, uh, results? That's the word we're looking for, results, right? So now we're looking at, now the planning has been done. 
the funding has been secured. Now we're looking at execution. So as an investor with your money in there, you're looking at the clock now. How long? You know, where are you now? Where are you now? And, that, and that's what you should be asking. Okay, so here's a lot of Virginia option terms that I've, I've re alluded to, renegotiated. The renegotiated terms of its Ruby Esperanza option agreement continue to grant the company the right to purchase. Okay, so they have the right to buy. I love those type of deals, by the way. The right to buy, how much you pay for it is what's important, but you love those deals. That's a Goldman Sachs deal. Of three, Goldman Sachs type of deal, one of the good ones. Of three mineral concessions at La Virginia, figure four, However, the new agreement lowers the total cash payment. So they were going to pay a lot of money, right? It was $3 million total for these rights if they executed them. But now they're going to pay less cash and more shares. That's neither good nor bad. That's a thing, you know? That's a financial decision, and it's based on their cash flows, based on what they think their stock will be worth. It also provides one extra cat year for cash payments and share issuances. The shares for the 2023 share payment, uh, 1.5 million, were issued on signing April 2023. We resume coverage with a buy rating and target price of Canadian dollar 65 cents a share. It was restricted. We continue to value Silver Viper using our probability weighted value. These guys are pretty good. I like how they're working this. Probability weighted methodology. We update our estimates to reflect the 3.3 million financing, the option agreement share issuance, and our outlook for Viper for 2023. Viper trades at a discount on an uh, EV per ounce, basis at $25 an ounce, expected value per ounce, right? Uh, versus peers at US 59 an ounce. Upcoming catalysts, La Virginia drill results. There you go. What are we talking about? The schedule is what matters next. We need to know about the drill results. We need to know what they pull out of the ground. And number two, La Virginia resource update. Okay, so what do we care about? We care about what they pull out of the ground next. Let's take a quick look at these charts. All right, closing price, 17 cents, rating by target, 65 cents. These are Canadian dollars, I think, right? Yeah, Canadian dollars. Return to target, 28.2% or 282%. 52 week high low, 9 cents, 38 cents. Capitalization shares outstanding, 154.7 million. Diluted, 202.9. Dilution is fine. Just make sure you get paid for it. Uh, enterprise value, 22.6 million. Cash, 3.7 million. Total debt, zero. Okay, so so Viper is the red line. And I would just say that the, the uh, index or industry is, is the line above. As a person who's looking at this saying, well, who is the industry? Who are they comparing the industry? Is that a fair comparison? Uh, maybe they're undervalued. First of all, maybe they're undervalued. Maybe they're undervalued for good reason. Maybe they're undervalued for bad reason. Maybe one of the reasons they're undervalued is because that's not their peers. I don't know who their peers are. Um, maybe they should be valued more in line with their peers financially, with their peers size-wise, where they drill geographically. These are important things. So I don't know uh, how much that matters, but it does matter, right? potential valuation, but let's assume that it's perfect, right? The red line is undervalued to the black line. So your first question should be, why is it undervalued? Is there past bad news or past impositions on the business model that are being relieved, but the market has not uh, uh, noticed yet? I don't know. You have to look into that. 
Potential valuation, current 17 cents, lowercase 33, blended valuation 64, uppercase $1.21. Peer group average, relative valuation. Peer group average is 59, and Viper is 25. Major shareholders, management is 23%. That's good. Institutional shareholders are, it looks like 7%. You like to buy companies with low institutional share holding because as their awareness in general, as their awareness increases, they buy uh, and they push it up. That starts with more analysts covering it. So they're initiating coverage. You want to see as a meta trader, as a trader, do other uh, analytical firms initiate coverage after this. The Silver Viper Minerals Corp. Junior Mineral Exploration Company is focused on precious metals exploration in northwestern Mexico. That's the peer group. Northwestern Mexico. I don't know if that's a peer group, but I know geographically that's the peer group. The company currently has an option to acquire a 100% interest in the Ruby Esperanza group of claims, most recently operated by Pan American Silver. These claims form the core of the surrounding La Virginia property, which Silver Viper acquired from Pan American Silver in exchange for an NSR over the entire project. This report is a good report. It's valid. And it raises the questions that you saw I anticipated. And they, I, I, that's my question, they answered. That's my question, they answered. So you have to look into this and you have to drill down. But overall, it sounds to me like the, the, the table is set. Let's see what they pull out of the ground. That's it. But I will say this, if gold keeps staying over $2,000, people are going to buy silver. We know there's physical demand. You also know that I... Uh, that I'm taking delivery of a bar, and I'll let you know when I get it. Apparently, it's on its way. And let's see how the market acts at $26. Looks pretty good. Have a good day. I'm Vince. It's 919 on Monday morning, and you'll be seeing this in the afternoon. And let's hope the market's doing well.